Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Adam Ellert. He is the president of the Kansas City T-Bones Baseball Club, and he's one of our 25 under 25 alumni. So it's really appropriate that we have him here today with the season uh, opening day coming up not too a uh, long time, and then also because we're going to be celebrating our 25 under 25 16-year anniversary this coming Saturday. So welcome to the show today, Adam. Kelly, thank you. Good morning to you, and uh, congratulations on your 16th anniversary. Pretty neat uh, as the T-Bones are embarking upon their 15th season uh, this wow. coming day. Wow. So congratulations to you as well. Let's talk, of course, about the T-Bones this morning. Let, where where would you place them when you think about all the different options that Kansas Cityans and even you know people that live throughout the region, the four state, eight state region? Where would you uh, put the T-bones on that continuum? Uh, what what kind of a choice would it be to choose the T-bones? Boy, that's an awfully good question, Kelly. And, <laughs> and we can look at it probably from a couple of different ways. Um, although maybe the most concise way is to look at what our product really is. And our product really is affordable family entertainment, uh, but it happens to be professional baseball. Now, on the uh, spectrum of baseball, we're most often compared to the AA level, um, but the, the real difference is that we are independent. So we're not a farm team for anyone. We're not a farm team for the Royals. We're not in the player development business. Um, Independent baseball is either a first chance for a player coming out of college uh, to play professionally or maybe sometimes a second or third chance for a guy who has played at the single A, double A, triple A, and, and even sometimes at the major league level if, uh, if they've been released due to roster size or injury. Um, in independent baseball is really their chance to come back and play again, to play the game that they love with the hopes of moving up. So I've, I've gone a long way to uh, help answer your question. Yes. Okay, so we're talking about independent baseball. And first of all, independent baseball, of course, it's it's independently owned. You and your father, I believe, founded the club and uh, still own it. What inspired you to do that? Did you always, as a kid, did you or, or did your dad talk about doing this? Um, what led to that? Uh as uh, as a kid, no, we never talked about that. Um, but uh, my father was a small businessman, much like we are now, um, and he worked like crazy when I was a kid. Um, and and he had a little bit of success, and uh, he was able to sell his small business um, about 20 years ago. And uh, after a few years, uh, we realized we wanted to look for something we could do together, and. Uh, no, baseball had never been on our wish list other than we'd always been baseball fans. We both played uh, as youngsters. There's there's maybe a great deal of uh, familial debate as to who was the better player as a kid, but uh, both of us plateaued in high school as players, but we've always been fans, 
opportunity to operate a small business, which has all sorts of unique facets that uh, not many other small businesses have, but also really the fun part of, of being competitive on the field. And similar to what I mentioned, our, our real product is affordable, family-friendly entertainment. And win or lose, um, we know we're helping create uh, memories for families. And, and that's the real reward in this business and, and what uh, what drives me every day. You mentioned unique facets. Uh, really, yes, you're a uh, baseball uh, or base, baseball organization. However, you have uh, much more than that. You, as you, you've said several times now, you are a family entertainment. Uh, you you have such a product that you put on the field that is so different from uh, Major League Baseball. If if people are familiar with that, it, your experience is totally different. Tell us about some of the things that you do on field or between innings that add to the family entertainment atmosphere. Thank you, Kelly. Um, we we your question was was described in a good way because you're right. We're not Major League Baseball, and nor frankly do we want to be. Major League Baseball is fine and terrific and wonderful, and boy, every one of our players dreams of playing at the Major League level. Um, the reality is our product needs to be a little bit different, and, and I think I can be frank, even to baseball fans out there, baseball can be a slow game, and uh, and especially for the casual fan, it's really more about the experience than it is watching every pitch. Um, now, for the for the real enthusiastic fan, we offer a terrific baseball experience because you're up close to the game. You can see and hear and feel each pitch if you want to. Um, but but speaking of the overall experience, um, we offer promotions and uh, and games and entertainment between each inning. And uh, and the purpose of that is twofold: one, to uh, keep fans engaged, and again, not just the baseball fans, but uh, but the rest of the family who may look for the dizzy bat race or the mascot race, or or the uh, the home run derby. Um, and then we also made the park really comfortable and and we think fan friendly with uh, wider than usual seats, um, deeper leg room than than most places, and the fact that that it's accessible everywhere and at every level and uh, and you walk in at street level you walk in from the free parking uh, right onto the concourse level and then you go down a few steps into the skating bowl um, so we, we really want the experience to be comfortable and uh, and friendly and and hopefully fun uh, throughout about three hours on a beautiful summer evening and your season runs a little bit shorter than people who are familiar with uh, major league baseball it, it's uh, what it starts in May we do. We start May 19th this year uh, against the hated uh, Lincoln Salt Dogs. Uh, <laughs> so, all, all apologies to any uh, Nebraska listeners out there. But uh, I, I have to, on. yeah, I have to interrupt you for just a yeah. minute there. Your the names of some of these teams are so much fun as well. Uh, they're they're just everything about this is fun. So anyway, I I just had to say that. But go ahead. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, thank you. That's that's good to hear. And boy, if we can't have fun at this level, then we're really doing something wrong. And and um, speaking of our our slogan or a, or our tagline for now for 15 years has been fun, well done. 
and uh, we try to adhere to that in everything that we do, especially in uh, in the presentation of a game day. And uh, and we think that rings true uh, because again, we're not going to win every night, but we hope we're competitive. But again, owing to our model of being family entertainment, we're we're price sensitive, and uh, but we're also a, a wholesome uh, little slice of Americana. Uh, we hope uh, <laughs> 50 nights a year uh, at home. And uh, yes, I guess owing to your question, we play uh, 100 games, only 100 games, and that's uh, spread over the course of 109 days. So precious few off days or travel days, and uh, and we play, yeah, really in the summer months, again, as we're, we're family entertainment, and once the kids go back to school, um, it doesn't make much sense for us to keep playing deep into, into September. So sure. that, that, again, is the model. Yeah, that really is a tight schedule. But like you said, it's it really harkens back to almost a different era. You mentioned Americana, and that is a great way to describe what you do. You offer a slice of America, Americana uh, with with what you put on the field, with the hustle. That's one of the things I, when I've been out to this, uh, watch a game, that I am most impressed with is just the hustle, and the, you just feel like uh, the guys are playing for the pure love of the game. Boy, they really are, and, and you've got an observant eye. Um, and, and I think that rings true, and, and I don't mean to be disparaging to um, developing players playing at the AA or AAA level, but quite often they're more concerned with the longevity of their career and their development. And when a major league club has several million dollars invested in a player, they might um, be a little bit more cautious with, with his uh his physical well-being. I don't mean to say that we are, we're incautious with our players, but our players are out there to put 100% forth every night because this might be their chance to get noticed and get back to that double-A AA or triple-A level as opposed to being protective. On, on the right. Plan. Well, speaking of that, you have had a player who, in fact, a local Kansas boy named Dalton Wheat uh, and another one, Justin James, who have broken out. Uh, talk to us about their success stories. Well, they're they're really fun, and, and uh, although they're a little bit bittersweet, um, again, in our place, we're not in the player development business ourselves, but when we have a player who catches fire um, or puts up substantial numbers for a month or two or three, uh, major league organizations absolutely take notice. And, and uh, I'll try to be brief, but these two quick stories. Justin James was, uh, was a pitcher for us, and uh, after his collegiate career at Mizzou, and this was a number of years ago, and uh, we moved him to the back of the bullpen to a closer's role, which was a new role for him, but he absolutely pitched lights out in, uh, in May and the beginning of June. And, uh, and then his contract was purchased by the Oakland A's. And... Uh, he did pretty well. They plugged him in at Double A. He played pretty well there. And, uh, and in August, they quickly called him up to Triple A. And then this is every player's dream. Uh, early September, they called him up to the major league club. And and the story gets even better because we were still playing. It was the first couple of days in September. I think our last road trip. And here's our team riding the bus uh, from Kansas City all the way, on their way up to uh, Fargo for this final series. And they were able to watch this guy who was sitting next to them three months ago on the bus make his major league debut at Yankee Stadium. Wow. Uh, and, and it still brings chills to me 
that that is fantastic. Pardon? I said that's just fantastic to be able to uh, see that kind of evolution and know that it all started with your team. Yeah, it, it was fascinating to see and 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 to recall right now. And then the other one, Dalton Wheat, was was as you mentioned, a local kid from Central Kansas. Um, he was really a pretty good prospect to get drafted uh, last year, and he was not. So independent baseball was was his first chance to play professionally, and uh, and he threw his heart into it, and and he played wonderfully for us. Never quite enough to get picked up during the season, but uh, but he got some accolades after the season. And in October, Baseball America published their list of top independent prospects, and Dalton was number one, top of the list. So Baseball America announced that. We announced it. We were very proud. We issued a press release. That was on a Thursday in October. And uh, and then on Monday, the, the, the following Monday, the Florida Marlins purchased his, purchased his contract. <laughs> so uh, like I said, we were, it's bittersweet for us. Tough we lose our, our hottest player, but we're thrilled for him uh, moving up, and that's really what it's all about. And We're never going to stand in the player's way of, of moving up. So pretty Absolutely. exciting to see that happen. Absolutely. You also have the same philosophy when it comes to developing the front office staff and others within your organization. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that, that's an awfully good parallel um, from the player side. And on the front office and the, and the staff side, we, we do really a pretty good job of cultivating um, folks. And it starts with our intern program. And we use or, or, or um, enjoy relationships with a number of local universities and colleges. And so we have several interns throughout the calendar year, but then that obviously heightens during the baseball season. And we have about three dozen interns um, during the season, and they work in all of our departments, and they cycle through. And our requirement is that they do it for college credit. Um, so there's there's a vested interest in both sides there, and frankly, it takes a considerable amount of work on our part to to administer the program and make sure that that we comply with each school's requirements. But it it's really worked, and we've become known as as a good proving ground and and learning territory for these students. And so over the years, when you figure about three dozen a year. Um, I mean, we're we're upwards of 400, pushing 500 now over the course of our 15-year history, and and we've got alumni from our our uh, intern program all over the country, uh, not just locally at the Royals and the Chiefs and and Sprint Center, but at the Florida Marlins and at the New York Yankees and at the Oakland A's and and everywhere and frankly not just not just in baseball, but as you learn the sports business. You can translate that into uh, we've got one guy at, at the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got another woman who's who's writing for a national sports publication. Um, so the the skills that they learn in a scant three or four months um, hopefully stay with them throughout their lives, and and that's been really fun to uh, follow some of their paths uh, as they they grow up and and uh, follow a, a career in the sports industry. You've mentioned several times that you are an independent organization. You're not affiliated with uh, Major League Baseball or or any uh, organization uh, like that. Now, a lot of times when you think about some of these other kinds of sports teams, uh, citizens associate 
tax bills with them because of the, uh, frankly, some of the subsidies that they get from the areas where they're located, or they get some sort of concession when it comes to building or maintaining the facility. And, you know, given where you are with the T-bones, what, how, how are you different, or are, are you part of that as well? Well, I, I do think we're different, and, and we're, we're proud to be independent, um, of course, at the ba- on the baseball level, but also as a small business. And, and uh, small kind of is the operative word there. We're a small family-owned business. We've got about 12 year-round uh, front office staff. Obviously, that swells during, during the summer. Um, but it's, we are proud. We're, our ballpark is not uh, subsidized to the tune of hundreds of millions uh, like, like other facilities in, in the metro, in the region, and, and across the country. Um, but with that, we're, we're remarkably efficient, uh, frankly, out of, out of necessity. Um, we sell about a quarter million baseball tickets each season, but, uh, but our price range is from 650 up to $16. Um, so again, it's more about the experience and then, uh, well, I'm going to go a little bit off track here, but, uh, you had asked earlier about the uniqueness of our business, and one of the unique things is, okay, we, we need to work on consumer marketing to sell tickets to our customers and our fans out there. We also need to do some business-to-business sales, and that's where advertising in the ballpark comes into play. And you recall the, the between-inning promotions we spoke of earlier. Those are sponsored, um, and that's a significant part of our, our business model and our revenue. Um, so we need to have a multifaceted sales force out there. Um, we have folks dialing the phone, selling tickets, and then we also have folks intensively uh, making appointments with, with area businesses, and that, those range from small businesses. We can accommodate uh, advertising and sponsorship packages starting at $1,000 up, uh, up to, frankly, six figures. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we try to cover a broad array there and, and hopefully find a home for everyone. Sure. And so it's very key that you diversify that revenue because you are independent and you are not, uh, you cannot turn to some of the uh, tax uh, dollars and so forth that some of the other uh, teams can do. Talk to us a little bit more about those B2B packages. If, um, for example, what do you offer in terms of hospitality suites? If, uh, if a if a business was interested in coming out and bringing their staff or bringing clients and having a little bit better, a more enhanced experience perhaps than sitting down in the seats uh, below, you have suites and, and other ways they can enhance that experience, correct? We do. Thank you. And that's a very good question, especially speaking of, of diversifying uh, our, our business space um, because we have well, we need to work on selling advertising and sponsorships because that's that's something we can we can control a little bit, um, as opposed to we cannot control the weather. Um, yes. And, and so, speaking of, it's fun. Um, well, sometimes uh, sometimes it's hot here in Kansas City. Sometimes it's rainy. <laughs> sometimes. Um, although, although that's 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 a four-letter word in our business. But to answer your question, we do have suites, and that's a little bit uncommon at our level. But we've got 20 suites, and and they they ring uh, ring the seating concourse. 
and several of those are sold on, a, on an annual or multi-year contract to some of our bigger sponsors. But then we also have several that are available on a nightly basis, and those accommodate um, from 25 people up to we've got a couple of party suites that can hold 100. And and to uh, close the loop on the weather conversation, uh, those are wonderfully air conditioned. Um, so it's a terrific <laughs> view, a chance to to mingle with customers or friends and family, and uh, and not sweat like crazy as can sometimes happen here in Kansas City. Right. What do you predict for the upcoming season? Well, I'm I'm an eternal optimist, and you have to be in this business. Um, but uh, I'm really excited about this year for a number of reasons, and and principally, um, well, it's it's funny. Most of our customers are not there for the wins or the losses. But as I mentioned earlier, that's one of the things that I love about the business is the opportunity to win on the field. Mm-hmm. And and um, I feel really good because we hired a new manager this year. His name is Joe Calfa-Pietra. He's coming from a similar league um, where he was the manager of the New Jersey Jackals um, on the East Coast. And... What's important to note is he's been successful there for 15 years, and they are also independent professional baseball. And the independent is is the operative word there because there are managers and coaches throughout the professional ranks. But again, they're they're largely in the player development business. At the independent level, you need to be able to identify players who can contribute right now, this year and be productive. And that's where Joe has really been successful for 15 years in in New Jersey. And uh, he was looking for a new challenge, and uh, we were at the top of of his list of places he would make a move to manage at. And and we're thrilled to have him. And and just in a few months that he's been working in the offseason, the roster moves that he's made have been really strong. And uh, like I said, I'm an eternal optimist, but this this spring feels much more exciting than uh, than the past several. Okay, we've got a new season and new managers, some new players coming in. All this gets started on May the 19th, which is opening day. And if anyone would like to learn more about the sponsorship packages that you mentioned or tickets or just want to talk to you in general about baseball, Adam, how would they get in touch with you? Thank you, Kelly. Our website is keybonesbaseball.com and that's all one word with no punctuation and then also our phone number is 913-328-2255 and if that's tough to remember it's 328-BALL B-A-L-L 328-BALL Okay, 913-328-BALL you can call over to the T-Bones office and ask about sponsorships or tickets again May 19th is opening day and we'll be watching Wonderful. Thank you, Kelly. I've, I've enjoyed the conversation and, and your insights into, into small business, as, as Thank I you always so much. enjoy. Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast.
podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>